I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, here with you for a Friday episode of Let's Ride. That's right, your Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning show right here on Behind the Steel Curtain's audio platform. Anywhere where you find your podcast, you can find our platform, whether that's Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, you name it. Our most popular, based on our data, is iTunes. Almost 55% of our listeners are on iTunes. So since that's the case, all we ask that you do is the next time you go to iTunes, the next time they ask you, would you like to rate this podcast, say yes, give us a five-star, give us a comment. If you like the, it really does help. People say like it's not about our egos, it's about exposure. Uh, the more we can, the more comments, the more stars, you know, the five stars we get, the more uh, we can actually be seen is a good way of putting it. When someone types in Steelers podcast or even Steelers, we want to be one of the ones that comes up there. So again, if you're just finding me for the first time or finding us for the first time, I'm Jeff Hartman. And this is a branch of the behind the steel curtain.com website, which is a part of SB nation and Vox media. There has been a lot of people actually that have reached out to me and said, we really like the music on these morning shows. Dave Schofield on the stat geek Thursday said, he, he said he brought it up and I was like, shoot, I forgot to do this. That is none other than a longtime viewer of us on YouTube, a, a longtime viewer of the, our, our podcast platform on YouTube. Find us on YouTube.com, search BTSE Steelers Radio. And it's the Jerry Cherry Band. He's very loyal, awesome guy. I approached him and said, hey, do you mind if we use some of your music for our podcast? He said, I think that would be awesome. 
check him out on YouTube, check him out on Twitter, give him a follow. If you like a classic rock sound, you'll like that band. So let's get started today. Pittsburgh Steelers had off yesterday, Thursday. They didn't have any practice, not a walkthrough, not non They gave him the day off. And that's expected with the current collective bargaining agreement. They typically do two days on uh, with pads, one day shells. They did that and then a day off. So I was thinking about how to actually formulate this podcast today. I was really kind of racking my brain, trying to think of something creative, trying to think of something new. And for some reason, I couldn't get out of my head the fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers are typically a team that will make a training camp trade or two. It's just seemed that way. The last few years, they've been willing to deal some players and get some players during training camp, especially towards the end. Now, let me preface this with this is such a weird and unique season with there no being no preseason games. I would not be shocked if they did not make a trade at all. Okay, because there's a good chance that they are fine with their roster and they're just going to keep it the way that it is. However, I thought about it and I said, let's think about some trade fodder players that could potentially be on the block if the Steelers are looking to trade someone to get some type of asset, whether it's a draft pick or whether it's another player in return. Um, There's a there's a ton of reasons why they could make a trade. Before I go any further, let me say that I get all the time on Twitter and especially on the website, man, there's all these people that want X player traded for this draft pick. There's a couple criteria that we need to understand. Okay, first and foremost is the player that is going to be traded has to be coveted by another team. So you're not going to sit here and say, well, I think the Steelers should trade Jordan Berry for a third round pick. Okay, I don't know if there's many teams out there that are willing to sign Jordan Berry as a punter. There's just not that much of a demand. And so that's step number one. Step number two is you have to keep a realistic compensation in mind. So let's go back to what I just said. Jordan Berry for a third round pick, that is unbelievably absurd. Okay. If you were to trade Jordan Berry, let's say there's an injury and there's a punter drought and there's no punters available. And here the Steelers are sitting with two and they'll say, Hey, we'll trade you Jordan Berry. What will they get for it? You're looking at a seventh round pick probably, and maybe some cash. I don't, that's the best I could. Maybe they'll pick up his contract. So let's be realistic about this. I don't like it's not that I don't like it. I just don't understand when sometimes fans will say, oh, let's trade this guy. Let's trade Juju Smith-Schuster for a first-round pick. No, that does not happen. It does not happen. I'm not saying they don't. I'm not saying that trading Juju Smith-Schuster is impossible, but I'm saying that you're not going to get a first-round pick for him. So let's get that out of the way. And lastly, there's three real parts of this. I already went through two. The third is it has to be at a position where you can afford to actually have a player leave your team. So when you think about certain positions that are really thin, I'm thinking inside linebacker, I'm thinking safety, you're not making any trades there at all based on the fact that you just don't have the depth to do it. You're holding on to every single player you can at those respective positions because you don't know when injuries are going to happen and you don't know if the injury bug is going to come up and bite you. All right. So with that said, 
Let's get to it. Let's start off by saying first positions that I think are deep enough that the Steelers could potentially find someone to trade and that person be someone that is coveted by other teams. I found five positions and we're going to go through all of them. I'm going to even tell you what players I think could be traded and what they could expect. Because remember, they have recently made trades like this in the preseason when they traded Joshua Dobbs to Jacksonville, when they traded Gerald Hawkins to Tampa Bay. This is not out of the norm for the Steelers. What is out of the norm is this crazy COVID-19 era of football that we're living in right now. So here are the positions. Quarterback. You might laugh. Hear me out. Quarterback's number one. Wide receiver is another one. These are in no particular order. Running back is one. Outside linebacker is one. And cornerback potentially is one. Definitely four. Kind of iffy on the fifth. Okay, so let's go through these. Let's start with a quarterback position. You're my, you might have been sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, did Jeff just say quarterback? He just got finished telling us that you have to have someone that is coveted by someone else and valuable depth. I'm not saying they trade Mason Rudolph. I am saying that they could potentially find a trade partner for someone like Devlin Hodges and or Paxton Lynch. Devlin Hodges has experience as a starter, and that can be viewed as valuable to someone else. He started a lot of games in 2019. He won a fair share of those games. Yeah, it turned ugly at the end, But ultimately, I look at Devlin Hodges and say, man, that's a guy with quarterback play being so poor in the NFL. If the Steelers were to somehow think, man, maybe we'll go into the season with just two quarterbacks. They've done it before. Used to do it all the time. But they just said, we're just going to go into the year with two quarterbacks. We're going to let Devlin Hodges and Paxton Lynch go. Teams might say, we don't want to risk having to play the game of trying to pick up guys off the waiver wire. We want to try to trade and get him. So Paxton Lynch is a former first-round pick of the Denver Broncos. He's got the pedigree. What could you get in return for these players? You're talking maybe a six-round draft pick. Maybe. That's probably as high as you would get. I think that's what they traded for Dobbs when they traded Dobbs to Jacksonville. So I would say probably similar to that. Probably similar to that. If you could get a fifth, you make that deal in a heartbeat, in my opinion. Make that deal in a heartbeat. But quarterback is positioned, and those two players come to mind as players that could potentially be fodder for a trade if they look if they want to go that route. Next, let's go to wide receiver. A lot of people, people on Twitter, people on the website behind the steel curtain.com have said, Well, what did the what if they traded Juju Smith Schuster? What if they just traded him? What, what would that be like? What would they get in return? Some were saying, I think they should get they would get a second round pick. I don't think that Juju would get a second round pick. Not after the 2019 season he had. He has yet to prove that he's capable of being that top-tier receiver. And until he does that by himself, meaning without Antonio Brown, until he does that, I don't think that he would get anything better than a third-round pick. But I don't think the Steelers are going to trade him either. He's the most he's the veteran receiver of that group. So I think he's safe. You're not trading Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, no. James Washington is a player that could be on the radar. If he doesn't have a good relationship with Ben Roethlisberger, and I've questioned that since day one. For some reason, there's just like a disconnect between those two. If he has a disconnect with the quarterback, they just don't find a a rhythm with each other. 
you might be able to find someone that's looking for receiver help and they could use a guy like James Washington, who still has two years on his rookie contract. That's a possibility. Washington could possibly get you a fifth round pick. Uh, believe it or not, Ryan Switzer, who's having a good camp. And a lot of people were saying, wow, like I don't think it would happen because he is good friends with Ben. Ben Roethlisberger is going to vouch for him and keep him around as much as possible. At the same time, I look at this and say, he's someone that is getting some attention from the media, from those that are at training camp practice. If there's a team that thinks they could use a return man, a veteran, a slot receiver, maybe he's someone you could get a fifth round pick for. We would see. And here's another name for you. Dion Kane. I like Dion Kane. I would not hope that the Steelers trade Dion Kane, but at the same time, I look at Kane and say, well, you know what? This is actually a position and a player that might have value outside of the Steelers and the Steelers. How much are they going to use him? Depends on Chase Claypool. Depends on James Washington. How are they developing? What's their plan for Deion Kane? If Deion Kane, I mean, he, he had some splash plays last year when they picked him up from the Indianapolis Colts off the practice squad. Maybe he finds a home somewhere. Maybe you can trade him and get something for him. So those three players, James Washington, Switzer, and Kane, I'm not saying I see any of them leaving, but if I were to pick three receivers that could be on that trade block, those three would be it. Then we go to running back, another really deep position. You're not getting rid of James Conner. I know the injury history, but I'm just not going to do it. Benny Snell's safe. Anthony McFarland is safe. The Everyone else, though, I think is potential option. Kareth White Jr., again, special teams ability. He can return punts and return kicks. Smaller, but fast uh, running back. Showed some burst in 2019 when it was given the opportunity. Definitely could be an option, and so could Jalen Samuels. If there's a team that wants an H-back, a guy that can flex the tight end, he has experience running the football. It's not like when he came out of NC State and it was he was this awkward tight end slash H back and no one really, he didn't really know how to run between the tackles. I think that honestly, he's someone that if the Steelers don't see them in their and in their plans for the long term, even with Matt Canada involved, then they might say, you know, we can get rid of him, try to trade him and get maybe that fifth or sixth as well. Those are two running backs. And then we go to outside linebacker. Now all of a sudden with Alex Highsmith, if Alex Highsmith, a third round pick from Charlotte is showing a lot of progress and a lot of potential. And the coaching staff says, you know what? I think that we could go into camp with just four outside linebackers. That's TJ Watt, Bud Dupree, Alex Highsmith. And then you pick one of the other out of Tuzar Skipper and Ola Denye. The one that doesn't make it is on the, is on the block. So in this case, they cut Tuzar Skipper last year and they tried to, they, they brought him back and he ended up getting uh, cut again. And he goes to the New York Giants and he finds his way back to Pittsburgh. So they've they've cut him before. They like Ola Denier. He's been turning heads at camp, doing well on backs on backers. Looks different. Looks like he's lost some weight, has a little bit more speed and agility. That's a position, although it seems thin on paper, the Steelers typically only carry four outside linebackers. So you might want to try to get something for a player that you're going to cut. And the last one would be cornerback. I'm not sure. Again, I wasn't even sure if I was going to put this on the list. But you look at Cam Sutton and you look at Mike Hilton. Both of them are in the final year of their current deals. And you're not going to keep both. And so you might say, well, we could just ride with both these guys, sign one of the two, depending on who is has more value. And depending on who you think you could get, you could get cheaper. 
Or you could say, you know what? I think Cam Sutton or Mike Hilton is the guy we want. Trade the other, and then you're putting all your chips in that pile. I'm not sure. Again, that was a question for me, but I could see maybe I don't think if there was one, I would say I don't think it's ever going to happen. It would be that one. I think the others are on the table. But hey, remember, the three keys is it has to be coveted by someone else. It has to be at a position of depth, and it has to be someone uh, really worth trading for that you're going to get a good return. Uh, trades typically before the season don't carry those first and second round picks that a lot of people want. But I still think a lot of that is foolish in the first place. Uh, people protect their first and second round picks like they're like they're gold, like they're going out of style. So absolutely, I think the Steelers could make a trade. If you had a, a had said, Jeff, you have to give me an answer. Will they make a trade? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. But the one thing you have to also remember is that a lot of teams will look at someone like Devlin Hodges and Paxton Lynch, and they'll say the Steelers are not going to keep four quarterbacks. So we're just going to wait. We're just going to sit back and we're going to wait. And what's going to happen is they're going to cut one, maybe two, and then you'll be able to put in your waiver claim and hope for the best. Some people just don't want to wait though. And that's okay. But those are the players I think could be on the the trading block. Some will say trade trade James Conner. I just just don't see it happening. Trade Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, again, I just don't see it happening for a lot of reasons. But you know what? The Steelers have shocked me before, and some of these, if they were to trade them, I would be shocked. But we'll see. When we come back from this break, we're going to do something new. A little Q&A. That's right. I answer some of your questions right after this. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Steeler fans, we are back. Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com here on this Friday episode of Let's Ride. And I went to Twitter, my Twitter feed. You can follow me. It's jhartman underscore P-I-T, Pitt. jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. If you don't follow me, give, give me a follow. If you like football talk, Steelers talk, I do tweet about the Pirates, Penguins, and golf occasionally, but mostly Steelers stuff. And I just put it out there. Hey, doing a Q&A for my Friday podcast. Would love some questions. You have any fire away. And then we had a few. Some were a little ridiculous, but we had a few. So here we go. Uh, replying to at Gillette89. How many wide receivers have the Steelers drafted in Ben's era 
that would be worthy of a big payday like Juju could be. Sanders didn't sign a big contract like Juju would be doing. And then he said, glad you're back, man. Uh, Thank you very much for the welcome back. The question is, how many wide receivers have the Steelers drafted in Ben Roethlisberger era that were worthy of a big payday? Well, let's think about it. In the right, I I guess I'm, I'm wondering, the only caveat here is where they drafted when Ben was already a quarterback because you could put Plexco Burris in this category, but Plexco Burris was drafted well before Roethlisberger was. If you're just looking back in the Roethlisberger era, clearly Emmanuel Sanders had a big payday. Let's not forget Mike Wallace had a big payday. Uh, We know that Antonio Brown was worth a third and a fifth. If he would have been traded or let hit the open market, he would have broken records for how much money he would have gotten, but he talked his way out of that. So, there hasn't been a ton, but at the same time, Roethlisberger has turned a lot of a lot of receivers into very wealthy men, and they just don't necessarily pan out wherever they go. So I think of a guy like uh, Jericho Cotri, who was not drafted by Pittsburgh, but he came to Pittsburgh. He had that one year. I wish I could tell you what year it was off the top of my head. I can't. He had 10, 10 touchdowns that year. Not a lot of receiving yards, but 10 touchdowns. And he turned that into a very lucrative contract with the Carolina Panthers. And he just never played that well again. So a lot of those type of players, you, know, you think about the players that he's had to San Antonio Holmes, maybe goes onto that list of players that hit a big payday, but he was traded uh, away to the jets. So th- there's a lot of weird nuances here, but you think about the Antoine Randall Ells, he didn't hit a big payday, Nate Washington. he didn't hit a big payday. Um, Justin Hunter fizzled out after he, I mean, all these guys didn't, they left, they, they just didn't play well after they left. So I think it's a short list to believe, believe it or not a short list. All right. A Dr. Don, he says, uh, what kind of contract would Juju be expecting if he has another subpar season? This is a good question. So the assumption is Juju plays in 2020 and he just doesn't play that well. He doesn't look the part. He doesn't act the part. And suddenly Things have gone south. So the Steelers are looking at Juju Smith-Schuster and saying, we think we could sign him again, but what is the deal going to look like? So I guess when I'm thinking about this scenario, I would say that for me, I would offer him a three-year contract with a club option in the third year, and I would probably say a total of maybe total 21 million overall seven, roughly 7 million a year. It's not going to put him at the bottom of the barrel, not nearly at the top. that's coming off a subpar season. Remind mind you, everyone, I don't want anyone to freak out thinking, Oh my gosh, 7 million a year. And I would give him a nice signing bonus to make it worth his while. But again, that's all predicated off him having a bad 2020 campaign. I think that would be fair. Would he sign it? That's a different story. But that's it. That's around the contract that I would offer him if he has another bad year, because I'm going to say, hey, without Antonio Brown, what have you done? Like, seriously, what have you done? And he'll have nothing really to show for it. So if I'm Omar Khan, if I'm Kevin Colbert talking to Juju, like, hey, you can test the market, but you're probably not going to get a better deal than this. And you're not going to have a better quarterback than Ben Roethlisberger. So stick here for two years. Ben will finish out his career here, maybe extend Ben Roethlisberger, and you'll get to maybe boost up your third contract because he's still a really young player. That's what I would do, but that's just me. Take that for what it's worth. Okay. 
Gold Medal Mike says, why hasn't Mike Tomlin, or why has Mike Tomlin never had a losing season? Why and how has he done it? So this is something that's fascinating to me. And Mike Tomlin has been the head coach since 2007. And he has coached some really bad teams. And he's always had the quarterback. And you can always point to that and say, even though Ben would get banged up until 2019, he was never lost for the year. And so you have to survive with guys like Byron Leftwich from time to time, Charlie Batch from time to time, Michael Vick from time to time, Mason Rudolph, Devlin Hodges. We know how that story played out. The one thing that Mike Tomlin does extremely well, in my opinion, is he seems to always do his best coaching when it seems like his back is against the wall. Not many times have the Steelers been favored in terms of they have a good roster. They're loaded with talent. I'm thinking back to when there was Roethlisberger, Bell, the Killer Bees. You know, you had all these players, and on the defense, you still had uh, a lot of, you know, you still had Timmons, James Harrison was still there. Uh, you, you still had talent there. It almost seemed like they underperformed. But when they have those years where it's us against the world, or we need to win X amount of games just to be in contention. They always seem to respond. He is a motivator. That is the best way to describe Mike Tomlin as a head coach. He is a motivator. He is a, he's a player's coach. Some say that's a bad thing. I'm not one of those people. He can get the best out of professional athletes. The problem with him is that sometimes he, like I said, in those situations, doesn't always play to his advantages in regards to he has a talented roster Sometimes it just doesn't seem to work out the way that you hope. But when it comes to just finishing eight and eight or above, he can get those bad teams. I'm thinking back when like Antoine Blake was on the, on the defense as a starting cornerback, uh, the Ross Cockrell era of defensive backs, they end up playing a little bit above their heads and therefore they're able to scratch out, you know, eight wins, nine wins and the streak continues. That's the best way I can, I could describe it. All right, next question. This is from Jerry Cherry, the Jerry Cherry Band. He said, we know Coach Tomlin is very respected by his players and will keep his team together and focused. Will that and the fact that they have an experienced Super Bowl winning quarterback give them an edge in a 2020 type season? Well, we know that Mike Tomlin's a motivator and we know what the, the Steelers are coming off of in 2019. That's another missed playoffs. Run. I mean, period. They just didn't have a seat in the dance, as Tomlin likes to say. With the expanded playoffs happening this year, if they don't make the playoffs, it would be awful. I mean, it would be bad, especially in the AFC with you know Tom Brady out of the AFC. The Patriots not nearly as once you know as difficult as once thought. We'll see how it goes, but I mean, as a, on paper, yeah. But so I guess the question is: Will they have an advantage? Well, they have a coach that has been there forever. Yeah, he's been there for over a decade. That's an advantage. Think about some of the coaches, whether it's Carolina, the New York Giants, that have rookie coaches, head coaches that have never been a head coach, and all of a sudden they're now tasked with running their team virtually and running their team and setting up these standards. It's just difficult. So first and foremost, having your coach that has been your coach, that's important. He also brings a continuity to the coaching staff. They only had two vacancies. One was a created vacancy when they 
decided to bring in a quarterback's coach, i.e. Matt Canada, and they had a vacancy at wide receiver coach because Ray Sherman filled in for Daryl Drake. Then they knew that was going to be a temporary position, and they bring in Ike Hilliard. So he brings back his whole coaching staff, essentially. That's important. Continuity is important. You have a veteran roster. You look at the roster. You look at the six rookies that they drafted, and I can't think of anyone that is expected to come in and be a difference maker. Some teams in the National Football League are leaning on rookies to have to make plays for them to win. That's not how you're going to succeed in 2020. The teams that are the veteran-laden teams, the teams that have the experience, those are the teams that are going to go out and they're going to win football games. And that's the Steelers' roster. You throw in the fact there, Jerry, that two they have a quarterback that's won two Super Bowls and been three, and he missed almost all of last year, and he's coming back and looks healthy. Well, that's just the cherry on top. Because now all of a sudden you have, in my, I've always said this, Roethlisberger is the straw that stirs the drink. Without Roethlisberger, it's just not the same. It's just not the same. But with him under center, it's a completely different team. You think if this defense can can even play 75% of what they did in 2019, and then you have an offense that's competent, you're looking at a team that's looking at double-digit wins, period. So will they give them an edge in the, a 2020-type season? Yeah, a huge advantage in my opinion, a huge advantage. Okay? Big Ben's beard says, why didn't the Steelers draft Dan Marino in 1983? I, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't privy to those conversations because I was born in 1983. So there you go. All right. Uh, next one. The last question here. Lazy J says, will Vince Williams be a liability in pass coverage? And who is most likely to replace him on passing downs? Vince Williams will always be a liability in pass coverage. He would probably tell you. His strengths are in run stopping and his strengths are in rushing the quarterback. He is not known for covering in space. It's just not his forte. James Harrison wasn't necessarily great at covering in space as an outside linebacker. And that's something that the Steelers covet from their linebackers. So a good offense is going to try to keep Vince Williams on the field as much as possible and then exploit him in the passing game. Not all offenses can do this, but if you have a running back or a tight end and you're able to set up the play that's going to engage Vince Williams in coverage, that's how you're going to beat the Steelers from the inside out. If the Steelers are able to get their sub packages on and Vince Williams is typically not on the field for the Steelers sub packages, mind you, they only play their base three, four, about 25%, give or take. That's not often. So Vince Williams. If you can get him off the field, so far, Ulysses Gilbert III, second-round player out of Akron, I think, he is someone that can really be that versatile, athletic linebacker to go alongside Devin Bush. Now, the Steelers have options, mind you. They could always take someone like Terrell Edmonds and move him down into the box. He's more athletic. He can run with those running backs and those tight ends. Not saying he's fantastic in coverage, but he's better than Vince Williams. And then they could take someone like Cam Sutton and move him back into the safety role. That's an option. They always have someone uh, like a Marcus Allen. If they want to put him in the box again, a little bit more athleticism, they have options, but yes, Vince Williams is a liability in pass coverage. The question is, is an offense going to be 
I guess it's a, a good way to put it is an offense going to be savvy enough to keep him on the field. Cause that's how you exploit the inside of that Steelers defense. So I really, anyone that left a comment on Twitter, I appreciate it. Anyone that part partook in the uh, Q and a, I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Good way to end this week. So what's coming up in case you haven't checked these out. I've been doing these training camp recaps, short podcasts, about 10, no more than 15 minutes in length. Just kind of talking about what happened at the day of practice and that day, uh, at the day after. So for instance, if the practice is on Wednesday, Wednesday night, I do the podcast. It goes up immediately on our audio platforms and you can check it out. A lot of people don't like to read about training camp. They're like, just tell me when the, the game start. So this is a great way for you to kind of stay in the know without actually having to follow along with every single little tweet, every little soundbite, every little interview. Also the other morning shows, Tuesday's Steeler retro show, Thursday, the Steeler stat geek, all of those are only on our audio platforms. If you like things that are a little bit more live, a little bit more off the cuff, not as studio-like, no intro music and things like that, check out our PM shows. They are recorded on YouTube, and then we rip them over to our audio platform. So we break them down to two parts. They're typically about an hour in length. Part one, 30 minutes. Part two, 30 minutes. They're typically a lot of fun. So you have everything from the Steelers Q&A. You have um, the Scobro show, Beck in Black the preview, and then the live mic. And not to mention on the weekends, we even have more coverage for you. That's Brunch with Tony and Tales from 2 a.m. with Brian Anthony Davis. So we have a ton of content for you. Ton of content. I really hope you're enjoying it. I know I am. And I hope that BehindTheSteelCurtain.com is your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Get ready, folks. We're one week closer to the season. I hope you are getting amped up. I know I am. Make sure you stick with us. We won't disappoint. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Be safe. Be kind. God bless. Take it easy. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.